Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right. That's us. What do you got to say about it? What I've got to say is <sighs> I saw Wednesday. Okay, you started watching After our date. Wednesday, the show on Netflix. I was Netflix. thinking about Bunny, and she was like, you have to watch it. You have it's to. And you know, so, she gets very intense. Jenna Ortega is everything. Okay, it's literally the best show I've ever seen. Isn't it so good? It's so good, Bonnie. You want to say something? I know you're filming us right now for this riveting content. I said it. I said it. It's so good. It is so good. She doesn't blink. She's like... She doesn't blink. She looks annoying, but like in a cool way. The makeup is incredible. We're coming in The way that it looks dead. So hot right now. Well, it's the number... It's the most watched show on Netflix in the world as of today. You know, really? Uh Uh-huh. You know, I went to the premiere a couple weeks ago. Ooh. And all the, all the queens performed. Iconic. They had drag queens come perform, and they called it Wednesday. Oh, my God. I love gay It was people. a big Wednesday event. It was so fun. Um, no, it is really, really, really good. And they brought Christina Ricci back for a starring role, which but is so cool. But I don't so know cool. much yet. I'm only on the second episode, so don't say too much. I don't either. Vanessa almost ruined it yesterday. I'm on the fifth episode. <laughs> so there's that. I just have to say, well, it's been a long time since I feel like a show like Euphoria or mm. something has come out. We haven't been getting what we need. Yeah. Um, it's campy and, and delicious and layered delicious. in a way that the Adams family maybe wasn't. The Adams family was always about the family. Wednesday's right. about Wednesday. And but I, she's also like tough and cute. Yeah, it's like a Wednesday origin story almost. And yeah. Then the layers get peeled back each episode and you get to know more about her and you start to see that she actually has some emotions. Well, and I told you yesterday, but Catherine Zeta-Jones did an interview where she said, I'm so impressed with Jenna Ortega. She was so adamant that she had a say. She literally would tell Tim Burton, like, absolutely, let's do your take. And then can we do a take my way? And then those were the takes that they mm-hmm. used. Like, come on. Can you imagine being however old she is talking to Tim Burton? Like, she, she trusts, hey, babe. Yeah, she trusts her gut. There are few people in Hollywood right now that are as hot as Jenna Ortega. And I mean, like, career-wise. Right. And I think she and Zendaya, there's a, there's a yes. few of them right now that can, like, do no wrong. And she's she's definitely well, in that sweet spot. It's so nice to see these younger mm-hmm. people also, like... They're not TikTok famous. They're extremely talented, They're very talented. incredible, hardworking mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. who are like running stuff. Well, and it's also a lot of women of color getting the opportunity right now. Yeah. Like Jenna Ortega and well, Quinta Brunson over on Abbott Elementary, like Issa Rae. I mean, they're all they're having their moment, and I hope that moment continues forever. Well, did you also? Because I did not. The Gomez family. I never thought about them as a Latin family. Because mm. they really weren't portrayed as a Latin family. Well, it's in- and then in this Wednesday, 
they are portrayed as a very Latin family. So it was always portrayed sort of in the originals as like Gomez was Latin. Like he was a Latin lover and he was right. always so into Morticia. But like the kids were all very white. Totally. And it was kind of like glossed over. And so was Morticia kind of. Like she well, was Mar- so yeah. like. Morticia though, I think, well, it's interesting because Gomez is an Adams, which is a pretty white name, but he's Gomez, right? Yeah. Which is, which is a Latin name. Morticia, I think, was just a white woman, right? As far as I can tell. And now though. They've got Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday, so there's like a lineage there, which it's is cool. Just, it's so cool. It's really cool. And her brother, I think, her brother looked like he could have been Latino as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a great show. There it is. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we just spent the first yeah. five minutes promoting another show. <laughs> We're telling you, don't go watch it right now. Wait till our show goes off the Please. air. Please. And then watch Wednesday on Netflix. It's really, really good. So that, good, though. We should have gotten paid for that. Why do we do this? Why do we promote things without getting paid? Who because are we? we're good people. We are good people. We're good, kind, loving people for our listeners. We want them to share in the it, Michaela's currently drinking a Starbucks. I'm drinking essential water. A couple of plugs there. God, whoa, we whoa, drank, whoa, whoa, whoa. We drank whoa. glasses of vodka last night. Kettle one. There's another plug. Yeah. We did. We went out last night for our Equinox birthday. I went to Equinox and worked Best, out, drank pH water. Bestie dinner at Bestie the Cheesecake dinner. Factory. It was. You bought a beautiful sweater. I did buy a beautiful sweater. It was sweater. gorgeous. I know. I love it. I can't wait to find a place to wear it. Yeah. Anyways, we do have a show in front of us we should probably get to uh, on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Vanessa, put it together. I feel like we should at least acknowledge that there is a show here, correct? Right? It's not all just about Wednesday, Adams. I mean, honestly, I could do a whole show. But she loves it. She doesn't even care. She's like, throw the show away. If we we could talk about either New Girl or Wednesday all day long, Vanessa would be happy. New Girl comes first. Okay, fair enough. You've seen it 42 <laughs> times. Royalties. Uh, what does it mean when you lay. when you actually have a sex dream about your partner? <gasps> okay, so I did what, this listen, poll yesterday. We're talking about it a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. Hold your excitement. But we're, a lot of people responded. They had a lot of thoughts, and we're going to share them so with did. our listeners a little bit later on so in did. the show. Right now, though, you're going to do News on the Beat. All right, the World Health Organization has renamed monkeypox as Mpox, citing concerns the original name of the decades-old animal disease could be construed as discriminatory and racist. Oh God. The UN Health Agency said in a statement that Mpox was its new preferred name for monkeypox, saying that both monkeypox and Mpox would be used for the next year while the old name is phased out. <clears throat> the WHO said it was concerned by the racist and stigmatizing language that arose after monkeypox spread to more than 100 countries. It said numerous individuals and countries asked the organization to propose a way forward to change the name. To date, there have been more than 80,000 cases identified in dozens of countries that had not previously reported the smallpox-related disease. Vaccination efforts in rich countries, along with targeted control interventions, have mostly brought the disease under control after it peaked in the summer. Like, how, how like, horrific are we as a human species if we can't even get, we have to change it to Mpox now because adults are just problematic? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's so, so annoying, they're, though. They're going to spend millions of dollars in resources on a campaign to get people to start saying Mpox to over, change the next, over the next year. And it's been monkeypox forever, but we're so hateful that now in 2022, we can't say monkeypox anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's just wild. Yeah. Like, good job. Yeah. Way to go, America. And also, my monkeypox vaccine, I still have a mark on my arm like a month and a half later. Let me see. It's almost gone away now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it still is there. Like, strong. I don't, don't want to get my booster because it looks ugly. Yeah. But I will. It doesn't look ugly. You have a new sweater to put over it and it's hot. Thank you. And you're healthy. And that's also hot. That part. 
Um, okay, let's get into weather. 45 in New York, 51 in Cleveland, 26 in Denver, 57 in Vegas, 55 in San Francisco, and 70 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. You got it. Discipline is the ability to make yourself do something you don't want to do in order to get a result you really want to get. Love that. Hang in That's there. Good Keep advice. going. Yep. So the other night while I was in Baton Rouge, or the first night I got back from Baton Rouge, actually, I was kind of lonely. So I was like perusing TikTok, bored. My As hus- one does. My husband's still in Baton Rouge. I'm here with my dog, and my dog doesn't say a lot to me, right? He's not very chatty. Okay. So I'm on TikTok, and I'm going down all sorts of rabbit holes. And then I come across this random guy who's like shirtless and muscular. So of course, as a gay man, I stop and I watch. Yeah. He had like maybe 40 or 50 people watching him live. And he was wearing like gym shorts and nothing else. And he was like dancing in his kitchen and flexing his muscles. Okay. Already that's weird to me and I'm already turned off. Right. So it was a little bit, it's kind of like douchey to me. Yeah. So I was kind of like, what's he doing? This is really weird. And then he kept saying like, bruh, bruh. And he's like, what should I do next, guys? What should I do next? And I was like, okay, this guy really loves attention. Wait, and this is so cringy. Totally. But I couldn't stop watching. It's like a train wreck. And I was like, he was yeah. kind of cute, but like not really my thing, but like whatever. And so like a lot of the guys watching kept commenting like, take your shorts down again. And I was like, oh wait, again? He was in his underwear? Is this what men do? Like right? I could never imagine women, 50 of us in a room being totally. like, yeah, hot girl well, in there, sweatpants, bring him down. There were girls in the room too, but it was mostly guys commenting. He was like, bruh, bruh, my girlfriend will get so mad. Uh, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. He's like, I'm 27, bruh. I'm young. I can't be doing this. I'm like, what is he doing right now? Right? Oh and he was totally like queer baiting. Like a thousand percent. He loved the attention from the guys. And I'm like, oh, you just maybe haven't come out yet or figured out exactly where you right. fall on the spectrum because you enjoyed this a lot. And he kept saying, bruh, bruh, as if they made him super straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, but okay. I'm like, you're trying to get likes. And somebody was like, on TikTok, you can send somebody like flowers or, or gifts or You things. can send them money too, I think. Totally. And some dude kept sending them flowers. He's like, hey, thanks, bruh. I appreciate it, bruh. And I'm like, huh? So I was like in this weird, like, what am I watching? And I was there for like 10 minutes. I just kept How watching. How did you not send this to me? I would have absolutely partaken with you. It was so, out of... so weird. Well, it brings up this conversation, though, that we also found um, on Queer Tea recently. Straight guys say posting pics. Uh, this one guy in particular said posting pics of his enormous package on Twitter may have turned him bisexual. Oh. So this idea that straight men, straight identifying men... Uh, get on social media and then start realizing once they post like body pics, booty pics, you know, D pics, and they start getting a lot of love from other men. Yeah. That they how somehow. It makes them feel. It, yes. It turns them gay or bisexual. It's well, a fascinating phenomenon. And I think it's more more common than we realize. I could see how that would happen. I could see how somebody who's not ever really been interest, uh, <clears throat> um, introduced to male attention because some people come you know they grow up in in hometowns where being gay isn't cool they don't get recognized by other men so being complimented in such a way by other men could bring out this excitement which could turn into interest Mm -hmm. by other men and i see that happening i mean i think what's more i think what's weirder and sad is that 27-year-old men are at home in gray sweatpants uh-huh. performing for 50 other men and women and being like, okay, what do you want me to do next? Like, babe, 
put your phone down and go outside. Like it's well, I think that I think it's the, sad. The COVID lockdowns brought out a lot of this. Yeah. And for this person in particular, his name is Slav, and he literally his his penis is like a foot long. Like that's what he's kind of known for, like a foot. Like that's insane, right? Oh God. But he got a lot of attention Beep. because he started sharing it on his Twitter account, and on Twitter you can show everything. Like, there's full porn on Twitter, right? Yeah. It's like the new Tumblr. And now we're going to have to leave that, too, because of Elon Musk. We can't have anything nice. But he started seeing all these guys respond to him, and it slowly started to turn him on. And it's interesting because I think that as queer people, we're so blessed in that we've been forced to figure out who we are and what we like at a very young age. And a lot of people go their entire life and never discover that. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact that if a woman were naked in front of me and tried to whatever do the same thing I would not be turned on because I've tried because I've tried to experience yeah, that an early age. and I realized that it doesn't so, oh please take your clothes put your clothes back on Michaela please Honey, stop Honey it's just my top and it's um, funny but but for for these cis straight men straight identifying they maybe have never considered this before and now he's getting all of this love and it makes him feel some kind of way and guess what we don't need to label anything. Yeah. You can be whatever you want to be. Just be. Just be yeah. a nice person. But also, put your phone down. Go outside. Yeah. Like, enjoy the fresh weather. Because there's something really toxic about looking totally. for validation on the internet. Totally. And God, the minute it turns on you, yep. it, it destroys, destroys you just as fast as it builds you up. And if you're and if you're finding out that you're bisexual and you're into men, go meet one in person. Yeah. Have dinner. Have yeah. a conversation. Or just have really hot sex. Whatever it is you need to do to understand who you are. A little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. All right, a famous actress coming to the defense of J.K. Rowling. What's going on? What's popping? All right, well, J.K. Rowling has been known to be very problematic with our community for the um, comments that she's made about our trans community and the lengths that she's taken to sort of cancel the trans community. Well, and when people bring it up to her, bring it to her attention, she like doubles and triples down on it. Yeah. Like she doesn't back off. Yeah, and she's also said like, I'm too rich to even care about this. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Queen. But uh, Helena Bonham Carter, the actress who played the dark sorceress Bellatrix Lestrange in the Harry Potter film series, defended the book series author J.K. Rowling amid criticism of her anti-trans views. She said that the pushback against Rowling's transphobia is horrendous and a load of bullocks. Uh, she's claimed that trans rights threaten the sexual and mental well-being of cisgender women and that transgender advocates are persuading young people to medically transition. Neither assertion is backed by data. She said she's allowed her opinion, particularly if she's suffered abuse. Carter told the uh, publication, referencing Rowling's past admissions of experiencing sexual assault and domestic abuse by trans people. She said everyone carries their own history of trauma and forms their opinions from that trauma. And you have to respect where people come from and their pain. You don't all have to agree on everything. That would be insane and boring. She's not meaning it aggressively. She's just saying something out of her own experience. Listen, I'm all for people's own experiences, but I was sexually abused by a man and I don't trash all men. Mm -hmm. Like I trash the one man that did, but that's like you can't punish a group of people because you suffered domestic and sexual abuse, which I empathize with completely mm-hmm. and absolutely. Um, you know who she was partners with for many years and has two kids with? Who? Tim Burton, the creator of no. Wednesday. Yep. 
Yes, Tim Burton's that's done right. Nightmare Before Christmas. He's iconic. Well, Helen Edward is saying hands. Helen is saying that J.K. Rowling suffered abuse um, from listen, a trans person. Listen, and that's why she. Well, that's no reason. Talks to, the way that she does, but that's what I'm saying. You can't cancel a group of people. Yeah, and I understand that Helena wants to come in defense of her friend. I think that they're missing the mark. I think there is a smart, intelligent, responsible, compassionate way to have the conversation that we can't. Just because we're giving trans women more shine and spotlight and and a space, a seat at the table, does not need to take away from cis women's experience. Right. And we also need to acknowledge that they are different experiences. One is a woman. The other is a woman. They're both women. But the experience is different. And that's just reality. Like Biologically, you experience different things from trans women. So I think a lot of straight cis women, or just cis women in general, like struggle to wrap their brain around that like you don't have you know a period every month you don't have like cramps that i go you don't go through the things i go through as a woman my entire life from the day i was born necessarily sometimes and so i think that cis women have a hard time making space well i think cis women too women black white asian have dealt with discrimination. A thousand percent. And I feel like they do think that there is some entitlement that trans women may have had in the past, and it's hard for them to wrap their head around it. because I think the most famous trans woman in the world is Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. And And Caitlyn lived as a man for 60 plus years. And had a very nice privileged life. Very, very privileged. And has now stepped into the space, into her true identity, which is fantastic for her, but also still really problematic. And I think a lot of people see that as like the example. And they're like, okay, well, that's okay. Well, it must be nice. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like scoring a run in baseball, right? When you started on third base, not that impressive. You got three legs up on everybody else just starting, right? So I think that is the issue that, that I think people need to kind of like, like I don't know, deconstruct a bit. Yeah. And figure out like why that makes you uncomfortable. Totally. All right, coming up, I'm not on prep. Is it weird to ask for condoms during hookups? We're talking safe sex next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Remember that music video when Madonna and Britney were both in their prime still? Iconic. Just the dancing, the slats, I, the slats in the wood. But okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Brittany was like the best dancer in the entire world. Yeah. Truly, like was she was so, so good. good. She can still turn. She what just does turns she do on those Instagram videos? Just because turns. that's not the Brittany that we met, learned, loved, lived, laughed, loved. She just does the same turns years ago. and bare, bare feet naked all the time now on Instagram. She took a but bath. The, you see the bubble bath picture? No. Completely naked in the bubble oh bath or in, a, in a bath and put like hearts she over her nipples and a little naked, honey. smiley face over her coolie. Listen, I will say <laughs> that in my most insecure moments of my life, I've been less clothed. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people can say that when you're looking sure. for a little attention. Sure. We just did a story about the, the kid that's on TikTok that is only in gray sweatpants. Yeah, And he's totally. like looking trying, for attention. Trying to get the bros to look at him even though he's straight. But I'm like, sissy, what's going on? Like, you, you're free, you have a life, you can be out and about, you have a hot husband who I don't like at all, by the way. Yeah, she's, going, so she's just going through it. And I feel like, I don't know what the solution is, because I thought, like, in my brain, I had the scenario that as soon as we freed Brittany, she wouldn't be forced to take whatever medication I thought she might be on, and she would, like, come back down to normal. Well, I don't know if she is or is not on medication, and I don't know what normal looks like for her anymore. And that's scary because she seems a little bit unhinged. But also, I'm not trying to tell a woman how she needs to be. I can't diagnose her. No, I don't either. And but I, I want to be like, live we, it up. Yeah, collectively, but I think we do worry. There's a difference between yes. a woman who's naked but living in her confident. There's a sure. there's a different approach. Like there's women that like can be totally naked, and it's like a very empowering post. She looks like she constantly has black eyeliner smeared on from like two nights before. I just want her to get a makeup. Her working. hair is always like ratted. I just want to give her a makeup. If I ever d- saw her. And she wears clothing that looks like it might have been fashionable in the year 2000. It's just odd to me. She dresses like a little girl. It's just strange. Well, she kind of talks like a little girl yeah. sometimes, too. She's like, oh, Well, that say. part, though, is interesting because we're really dissecting Britney Spears right now. Sorry, Brett. My, uh, one of my best friends is a licensed therapist. You know, Dr. Therese. Yeah. And she says what happens oftentimes, because we had a roommate like this years ago who talked like a baby. Hate it. And it was, a full, it was in her 30s. And she said oftentimes when women in particular experience trauma, some sort of sexual trauma specifically at a young age or some sort of just trauma overall – they sort of pause at that age and they, they stop progressing. And so a lot of times the baby voice is like we- weirdly like a sort of a defense mechanism. Yeah, but I also think, and I always think this is so weird in, in our culture, that some women, and of course I believe a therapist, but I also think some women just do it to be cute. Like they think it's oh, cute. Yeah. The way they wear pigtails. It's like having The those, way yeah. they wear, and they're like, and I just want to see daddy. And you're like, what are you, what? It's like girls in huh? school growing up that were always like it. that. I hate it. But I was always like, why don't you want to like, want to be smart? Like even girls that were smart would sometimes play dumb. Okay, so you know who did a lot of feel... baby talk? Hmm. Oh God. Who? Elsie. From Laguna Beach. Oh my gosh, she's watching Laguna Beach. She's she rewatching did. it right now. She goes into baby voice. Whenever she sees Steven, she's like, hi, Steven. But then everywhere else, she's like, hey, everybody. And then she's like, well, Paris Hilton has made an entire career of it. Okay, Her that's real true. voice is like this. 
Yeah. She has a really deep voice. Uh-huh. And she talks like this. Impress. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Why are we dragging these people? What I do I know. care? Let's drag ourselves. Let's drag us. Why don't you drag your butt over to some news? Yeah, great. I'll do it in baby talk to make it sound more fun. Don't. Uh, the U.S. Senate Monday advanced a religious freedom amendment to a marriage equality bill. The Respect for Marriage Act, moving the legislation a step closer to passage, the Respect for Marriage Act would write marriage equality into federal law, protecting it from Supreme Court action. The amendment is meant to uh, ally concerns that the act would interfere with religious liberty. The amendment confirms that no nonprofit religious organization would have to provide goods, services, or facilities for wedding ceremonies or receptions. And it clarifies that the federal government would not have to recognize uh, polygamous marriages. A coalition of faith groups has endorsed the amendment. The Senate voted 61 to 35 to end debate on the amendment, allowing it to move on to a further vote. Twelve Republicans joined all 49 Democrats and independents who were present. A final vote on the overall bill is expected today. All right, let's get into weather. 44 in Boston, 54 in Chicago, 83 in Miami, 37 in Seattle, 65 in LA, and 70 in Cathedral City. I'll tell you what, Miami is constantly Miamiing. 83 in almost December. Miami doesn't give an F. They're like, no, Miami's like 83 we'll forever. You. No, but it's going to be 87, but it's going to rain. Yeah. But still. But does it rain all day or does it rain for like 30 minutes in the middle of the day? Yeah, like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's how a lot of the, like the Florida. Yeah. It's like you go to Orlando. If you go to Disney World, you're going to get soaked. So humid. For 30 minutes, and then it's going to be sunny again. It's uh-huh. But it will look like literally the Brainstorm. world is ending for yeah, 30 minutes. It looks like winter. Terrifying. The and then it's, yeah, then it gets nice. Okay, do you want to give us a vibe? Uh, Miami sounds like a vibe, but here goes. Discipline is the ability to make yourself do something you don't want to do in order to get a result you really want to get. I just practiced that right now. I didn't want to do the vibe necessarily, but I did it. And so now we're professional and we get our paychecks. Way to go, Zaddy-O. You're welcome. I'm going to start this segment by saying I'm really glad I'm not dating anymore. I'm glad that I'm married, that I do not have to worry about this next conversation. One person asks, I'm not on prep. Is it weird to ask for condoms during hookups? Why aren't you on prep? Oh, God, that's problematic. Okay, so I, I hear that. That's well, the- also, let me not not say that because I know that it's also extremely expensive. Very expensive, especially if you don't have health care. Yes. Right? And-, and I'm not trying to be judgy. I just feel like if you're single, you should be on prep. Right. From what I've learned as a gay man. And and that's interesting (laughs) because oftentimes you and I are the same, but you are still eight years younger than me. Yeah. And I feel like this one is a little bit generational. Okay. And here's why. I, we watched the series Uncoupled with Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. And he's, you know, been in a long-term relationship. Then he starts dating again. He's like, oh my God, everybody wants to have unprotected sex. They're like, no, we're on prep. He's like, what? So nobody wears condoms anymore. And I was like, okay, that's not relatable. That's, that's weird. Right. That's weird. And I'm thinking that's just like a thing that they put in the show. But then the more I start asking about it, asking friends, nobody uses condoms anymore apparently because everybody is on PrEP. But the flip side of that is other STDs, PrEP stops you from getting HIV. Yeah. You can still get chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, all the and syphilis is I would never want in my life, right? Um, so this is really fascinating. You say get on PrEP. Yeah, I do. If you have the access to PrEP... I think absolutely mm. you should if you are single, dating, and having sex with multiple people because I feel like why not? Right. Okay. I hear that. I say that 
you have every right into the world to ask somebody to wear a condom. I, but I also think you should wear a condom. Yeah, sure. I feel like why is you're not overprotecting yourself. Yeah. I feel like if prep is available and a condom, it, no. be as safe as possible. Sure. Sure. Everybody, if everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Now, this person though is feeling like they're having a hard time dating because nobody wants to wear condoms anymore, right? And so they're saying like, "What do I do?" Well, I, but it's. It, it, I think it's first. Like before we like talk about like who falls into what camps. First and foremost, do what's best for you, right? For your body. Well, and I know that like when I did have sex with men, they did not want to wear condoms. Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. It's not as. Um, it doesn't feel as good. But that's really not my problem. I, like. Yeah. It's gonna feel good because you get to have sex. So well, just put strap it on. Babe. I feel like someday in the not so distant future, and we're kind of getting there now. We're going to, I think 10, 20, 30 years from now, people are going to look back and be like, oh my God, they used to do this barbaric thing where they'd wrap their penises in rubber, like plastic, like silicone. They would do that to stop. That was their best chance. And I think we'll look back and be like, that was crazy because they'll have medication for all these things in the future, right? Maybe, but also like you wear condoms simply to stop the chances of getting pregnant. Like I used to be on birth control and I still made my partner at the time wear a condom because... There's still a likelihood that you can get pregnant. Yes, today. I think in the future, I think that the medicine will advance so far that there's not going to be as much of a likelihood. And I think the condoms will become almost obsolete. I think. It might be decades from now still. Right? Yeah, right. Um, but for this person, this individual, I think, listen, you have every right all day, every day to require somebody to do X, Y, or Z in order to have sex with you. Right? It's part of consent. Right? But having said that, also prepare yourself that that less people might want to have sex with you and you have to be okay with that too. Yeah. Don't give in just because you you don't you, you don't want to like be different. But like it's okay to be like, "Hey, I'm I'm not comfortable with that." Yeah, dude, it's your body. Yeah. If you want a condom, you tell him to wrap it up or get out. I, I don't know what I would do because I I gosh, I don't know how much I can even reveal. I my husband, he and I were just friends for months, many months, and then we started dating slowly. I was his very first partner. And I remember saying to him that two things were going to happen. One, before anything sexual happened between the two of us, I wanted to get both of us to get full like tests, everything, right? And that was less for me and more for him because I was his first. So I wanted him to go into it feeling fully comfortable and trusting of me, right? So we got our tests. We exchanged them. He gave it to me as like a Christmas gift one year. It was the cutest thing ever. And then it was kind of my way of being like, okay, we're good. Yeah. We're, we're safe. We respect each other. We're being adults. Because the second part of that was I'm not dating you and we're not going to go to a sexual place until we like go all the way there, meaning I don't want to wear a condom. Right. Right. And that's where we were at the time. And I said, so until you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable waiting. Let's get tested and know that this is going to happen. Yeah. And so it, it it established like the ground rules and a level of respect, but it also like I think Loki turned us both on, and so we went out of our way to like make sure we were prepared for that moment, and I've never looked back. Yeah. So I I think it really does just depend on your own relationship, your yeah. preference. If you want to be extra safe, be extra safe. It's your body, your choice, mm-hmm. all the way around. All right. The fascinating part of this time of year is that we tend to look backwards. Right. As we prepare for 2023, we look back at 2022 and we assess all sorts of things. Like, how did the year go for us? Did we reach our goals? Do we need to uh, recalibrate for next year? And one of the things that we always do 
uh, is kind of look back of like words that became common over the last year. Merriam-Webster, the most famous dictionary in the world. They've been around since the 1828. Uh, they always release a word of the year. I'm going to give you three guesses. Okay. Think of the things we talked about a lot this last year that we probably didn't talk about before this year. And I want you to guess what you think the word of the year might be. Go. Non-binary? No. That's actually interesting, though. That's a good... I feel like that's got to be a top 20. Yeah. Because it's new. Yep. For for, for most people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Word of the year. Okay. It's not non-binary. What else did we go through the last year? An everlasting pandemic. Okay, so is there a word attached to that that you might think? COVID? Of? No, but then this last year we said. Monkeypox. <laughs> no, that's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, okay wait. so Omicron. Oh, okay. Is one of the top words. It's not number oh, one, though. Okay. Omicron is up there. Okay. Nobody knew that word before, and now it's a regular. True. Also, oligarch. Okay. Which is oligarch, is that. I've literally never heard of that word ever it's in my a type life. Of, like, it's a type of. Uh, government essentially, like Putin is kind of an oligarch. And no been, idea, I'm not ringing a, bells. We've been talking about the war a lot, so that's we've probably why. We've literally never said oligarch uh, ever. Okay, well, I have, so maybe it's new to you right now. In this I do moment. news on the beat every day, 365. I've uh, never said oligarch I ever. Know. I don't know that at all. I don't know that all of it seeps in, though. I think sometimes the words just come out. Oh, then... it does. <laughs> it's seeping, honey. Well, but how about this one? Not making sense. This word will make sense to you. This word saw. A 1,740% increase in lookups this year. The word is gaslighting. How oh, sad God. is that? Yeah, well, I That's think the that word? it's crazy because there's like a whole family of words. Gaslighting, narcissist, mm-hmm. manipulating, that I feel like has gotten very popular on TikTok. There's like a whole area of TikTok. Everything but, is called gaslighting now. Uh-huh. But saying that, I feel like it's kind of being thrown around so carelessly. Everyone's a narcissist who gaslights and manipulates. Are you trying like, to gaslight us right now and make us feel like we're not actually falling victim to these things? That it's a all victim fake? is another word that we've been using a lot. Well, just in case you're wondering, gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, Ooh, perception yeah, of yeah, reality, yeah, yeah. or memories. Yeah, that's tough. That's Basically, a tough one. The idea is to confuse somebody. Yeah, that's Gaslight. awful. That's an awful thing to be. If you're a gaslighter, you need to go to therapy immediately. I think I, I've had to learn to not gaslight because, like, I, I sometimes in arguments, I'll, I'll. I argue in a way like I always usually win, but I don't actually win. Yeah, like you I gaslight. Feel, I used to feel like I was winning, and I I wouldn't necessarily I don't try to call it gaslighting because I believe it, and I believe my version of the truth. But two things can exist at the same time. Myself and my partner can both have you know the truth and on our side and also be wrong about some things. Yeah, but I tend to be quicker with my words. You know this. You've argued with me before, and it's it's difficult. I I know I'm good with my words but not always kind. And I've had to really learn through my first year of marriage to not be that way. And I've worked on it so hard because I remember one time years ago, my, my sister who I don't have a relationship with anymore, she made a comment to me and it was so off base, but I, 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 I now looking back, I understand what she was probably trying to express, but didn't know how to. She told me at one point that she was, and keep keep in mind, this is when she was like religious zealot telling me I'm going to burn in hell for being gay out of the blue. Right. So, like, she was already on one. But she said to me, I'm the most manipulative person she's ever met in her entire life. And I was like, what? That is so off base. 
looking back, I think that she was probably experiencing me being really good with my words during our arguments. And yeah. sometimes like trying to like make her see things a different from a different perspective. And, and in that way, I was trying to guide her towards a different outcome, right? But I wasn't trying to manipulate her. Yeah. I was trying to like open her eyes, but it probably felt to her like some form of gaslighting or manipulation. Yeah. So I get that. Well, I think so too. And this is no shade to you. This is in very general. I think that one thing that we have to, I grew up in a really gaslighting home. Like my mom was just really good at it. And Mm -hmm. my mom, I think would say that she was just really good with her words. But I think eventually people just choose not to fight with people like that. Not because they're so good with their words. It's just exhausting. And you're like, okay, babe, you win. Okay, you be the cool guy because it's not worth it. We grew up in trauma. Yeah. So everything was always chaos for us. Yeah. You know, to some degree. Yeah. Loud. Like I thought, oh, my aunts and uncles just yell. Thought that's just what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to yell. My mom and dad yelled. They fought with each other. So yeah. we're supposed to just yell. Um, my grandpa was very vocal when he got upset. I thought that's just normal. Well, and I think that the silent people usually look like the weak ones when really they're the smartest ones who really know what's going on. Well, I had to learn that about my husband. Yeah, because it was so about he Lisa. wouldn't fight with me and it would make me mad at first because I'd be like, oh, you don't want to, you, you have nothing to say, you don't even care. Because to me, like yelling felt like, oh, you're still passionate about me. And once you stop yelling, you don't care anymore. And that scares me. Yeah. But what I actually learned is he loves me so much that he's not going to scream. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh, oh, you're better than me. I got it. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. Like low key. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a gaslighter, if somebody's gaslighting you, know that you're not alone because it's the most searched word of 2022 according to Miriam Webster. Crazy. And I feel like it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. No, it's no thanks to TikTok, it won't. Yeah. It's total therapy on TikTok. Yikes. Easily one of the most liked celebrities in the world until the slap seen around the world. Yes. Will Smith, his sort of uh apology tour continues and you have an update for us in what's popping. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh listen. I feel like people are not talking about Will Smith. We've let it go. But because he's got his new film out, he's saying that uh, though he would understand and respect the decision, he does have one hope. Let's take a listen. I completely understand that. If, if, you know, someone is not ready, I would absolutely respect that and allow them their space to not be ready. My deepest concern is... Uh, my team, the the people on this team have done some of the best work of their entire careers. And my deepest hope is that my actions don't penalize my team. That's I, that's real. Listen, yeah. Now, now that he is back in films and he's working again, you know what goes into any production. How many people are at your at your music video? Oh, so many. So many, right? So many volunteers, so many people like working behind the scenes, people that were paid crew, like so many people. And that was for a three-minute music video. Yeah. You put out a feature film. There are thousands of people who rely on that paycheck. Yeah. So you need the film to do well so that everybody has jobs and they get more work. But also, I mean, okay, so what does it look like in everyone's perfect world? We're just going to cancel Will Smith. We're never going to see another movie of his again. We're never going to talk to him. We're never going to forgive him. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I I was never of the mindset to cancel him to begin with. I thought he did something really, really problematic, and he was punished. For 10 years, he can't go to the Oscars. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
girl, you gotta like make mistakes and move on. I mean, it would be like a friendship if your friend made a mistake. Are you just never gonna be friends with that person yeah, again? Yeah, he made a really bad choice, very publicly. Yeah, and he paid for it. And and and, and it was nobody said it was okay at all. And also, like, he and Chris have been friends for decades. A friend hit a friend. Real talk. A friend hit a friend, and that's it's, violence is never okay. But like, sometimes guys fight. Sometimes girls fight. That doesn't mean like the, the friendship is dead for all eternity and that yeah. you should never like you have you ever had a girlfriend or have you ever been a girl who slapped a girl in a fight never. or had a girlfriend who's like but you but we've had those friends. Have you had Vanessa? No, I've literally never had that. Have those you ever friends. seen a girlfriend get in a fight where she slapped somebody? No. Never? No. No, but I have gotten it, but it's also You've gotten like, into a fight. I've gotten into a fight. Okay. I've hit yeah. somebody too. I hit somebody. No, I would was, never hit anybody. I and hit, I get—I have a bad temper, but I think that physical violence you, isn't okay. You never did that before? No. Because you get aggressive with your tongue when you get mad, usually if you're defending Lisa. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Yeah. But I think that being physical is yeah. absolutely inappropriate. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever gotten so angry that I need to physically assault somebody. I hit one person. I punched him after he charged at me, though, but he was sleeping with my boyfriend at the time, and he was also my best friend. Yeah. And, that was, and, he, and he tried to slap me, and I, I decked him. I said, don't. Get your hands off me. Yeah. So I was protected, but I did hit him. But I think that's different than the Oscars. Look, I do, there's no way I can condone. I don't think it was a friend hitting a friend. I think it was literally the Oscars, and it was like totally inappropriate. Yeah. However, we're not gonna. We can't cancel him forever. This yeah. is so stupid. This cancel culture is going to be the death of us. Because also, like real talk, it's different than like a Kevin Spacey or a Matt Lauer, where there's like sexual misconduct allegations everywhere. That wasn't the case. It was. He slapped a buddy of his, and it was really inappropriate. But come on, give yeah. the guy a chance. And I, I really like Will Smith. <laughs> like I like his movies. I enjoy him. I don't watch his movies because I want to like believe in the character of Will Smith as a human being. He's the best person in the world. I don't care. I, he's a really talented actor. I yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, coming up. What does it mean when you dream of having sex with your own? Partner, what? when most people usually dream of exes or others, we'll talk about a very personal story. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, what does it mean when you have a dream, like a sex dream, Hot. about your own partner? Hot! Oddly, if you think about it, that's probably not the norm for most people. It's absolutely not. Usually we dream of somebody else if we're in a relationship. Listen, so what I took a poll, you? Okay. and I'll tell you what the poll said. We have, well, Interesting. You can't, yeah, in a minute. Yeah. Hold on to that not one. Not now. Okay, fair enough. I just want to make sure we all were on the same page. This is a good conversation. Very I'm good. very excited to have it. Very good. And I can't wait for you to share your personal story uh, with our listeners. It is interesting, though. We're actually going to be joined uh, in about 10 minutes by a professional dream analyst who also happens to be a pinup artist. I love that. Love. I, she sounds like you. You're like a multi-hyphenate, but your hyphenates are like wild. You're like all the things. You're like a TikTok superstar plus a singer sensation, a TV and radio host former American Idol, and the the daughter of one of the wildest women on earth. It's a lot of things. Thank you so much. So, and the mother- I do feel a little embarrassed, though, sometimes when I do CW. They're like, how do you want us to introduce you? Host, singer, television uh, personality. TikToker. They don't even say social media. They're like, actress, comedian. I'm like, say it all. Lover, I'm employed lover, by all of it. Yeah, lover say of it Trader all. Joe's. <laughs> lover of Trader wearer, Joe's. Wearer of Leopard. Wearer of Leopard. Animal Prince. Listen. It's a lot of things. We're a lot of things. Listen, I'm, we're very talented. Yeah. That's it. That's the, that's the <laughs> sentence. That's the whole sentence. <laughs> She's joining us next to talk about what your dreams mean. Yeah. Especially if you're dreaming about uh, some sex. Sexy time. From with, your, with your own partner. I'm dreaming about sexy time. My husband's about to get on a flight back to LA. I haven't seen him in a few days. Amen, baby. So uh, pray yeah. for safe travel. Let's do news on the beat. You got it, babe. All right, this is actually a very sad story. A protester ran onto the field Monday carrying a rainbow flag and wearing a blue Superman t-shirt that said, save Ukraine on the front and respect for Iranian women on the back during a World Cup match between Portugal and Uruguay. Security officials chased the protester down and the flag was dropped on the field before the person was escorted away. The referee then picked up the flag and left it on the sideline where it stayed for a few moments before a worker came and collected it. The protester was ushered away through a tunnel. Now, it wasn't immediately clear if the person faced any charges or had been detained by police, <clears throat> but uh, FIFA's media officer at the game told the Associated Press he had no idea what happened to the protester and organizers will not comment. This has been a wild but, <clears throat> World Cup. We saw, it's been a really wild World Cup, but we saw that one athlete, she did not wear her hijab and then she totally went missing. Mm-hmm. And that's literally where we're at in the world like I feel like you want to protest in Qatar and you want to protest at the World Cup but they made it very clear if you do you're going to pay and they're going to use this guy as an example so I, why, think. I, I, I get it we talked about this a little bit earlier and, and I'm contradicting myself a bit because I said it's important to go to these places to show them and showcase the world and, and, and put them under a spotlight right that's great under a microscope and so maybe they can change and human rights issues will improve but also, why are we having it there? 
Well, that's like, I feel my like thing. They're putting lives of like athletes in, but in they jeopardy. Re- they really are. And like, honestly, I'm no longer going where I have something to prove. You don't want me there. I won't be there. Well, babe. it's like you saying, listen, if a bakery doesn't want to make you a cake, you're not going to go to that bakery. Yeah. Like, it, it, it feels- and I don't want to give you my money and I don't want to give Qatar my money. Like, it's, they're making so much money off the World mm-hmm. Cup. And it's like, at what point do we just say, like, I don't want to change the world. Yeah. I don't want to. Why do we want to fund? I just want to go where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. You don't want to fund a country who's going to continue to violate human rights. Yeah. Like, why? And it's devastating. I mean, whatever's happened to this guy, it's been so controversial this entire but world. But he was, cup. like, protesting for, like, LGBTQ Everything. rights against uh, Russia, pro-Ukraine, for the women of Iraq. Like, he was protesting everything at Everything. Once. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That's, that takes courage, though. All right, let's get into some weather. Uh, 45 in New York, 51 in Cleveland, 26 in Denver, 57 in Vegas, 55 in San Francisco, and 70 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Discipline is the ability to make yourself do something you don't want to do in order to get a result you really want to get. Come on, I love that. All right, so we've all had sex dreams, right? We're adults. It's okay. Usually, though, and I don't think I realized this until you shared a story yesterday that you're going to share in just a moment. Usually... My sex dreams are not about my partner. Right. They're about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an ex. Sometimes it's somebody I saw on TikTok. (laughs) Speaking of TikTok, we get our next expert from TikTok. Uh, You can follow her at Lori, the dream expert. Lori Quinn Lowenberg is joining us now. She's a professional dream analyst and pinup artist. Go off, Lori Quinn. Lori, welcome back to the morning. How are (laughs) you? Good morning. Thanks for having me back on. Thanks for joining us. Michaela, why don't you tell her your story? Yeah. Okay. So here's the weird thing. I've had sex dreams in the past, but not last night, the night before. I had a crazy sex dream, but it was with my partner of almost eight years. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, I woke up and I was like trying to snuggle her and I was like, wake up. Wait, love you, you so, girl. And you asked us in the studio. Yeah. No, of course. But I'm just saying, like, I woke up. I hugged her, like all the normal things that like you would normally feel. And then I came to the studio and I said, have you guys ever had a sex dream about your current partner? And AJ was like, yeah, I totally have. And then he's like, actually, no, I haven't. And then I was like, I know, I don't think it's normal. Yeah, once I started so to I think about to it. So I went to Instagram. Uh-huh. I did an Instagram poll. Surprisingly, 70% of the people that voted have had a sex dream of the partner at their time. Oh, great. But I was like, I'm loving this. I'm even loyal in my dreams. So what does it mean when you have a sex dream of your own partner? Okay, well, first of all, let's delve into what sex in a dream is really about. Okay, so it's it's rarely about a physical union you want, but it's more about a psychological union you need or have recently had. Oh, okay. So that's 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 why sometimes we'll have sex dreams about people we would not even touch with a 10-foot pole. Because, okay, okay. So, right. So there's I, like a psychological thing happening. I think that's super relatable because yeah. I've definitely like had sex dreams about like guys I know from TV or TikTok, but I've also had them about my exes. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I would never. And I, I wake up a little bit confused, to be honest. And so yeah. you're saying that when, when that happens, it's not actually about having sex with that person. It's about something totally different. Yeah, so the dreaming subconscious mind will use the act of sex to symbolize merging or a uniting of qualities or ideas or or um, opinions. So, because in real life, sex is two individual separate bodies joining together and becoming one. Well, two or more. So 
whatever works for you. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So, so, uh, so the dreaming mind, you will have a sex dream about someone whom you have recently united with in some way, or that you desire to unite with psychologically or emotionally. So, for example, you mentioned having sex dreams about an ex. So it's not necessarily that you want them back in your life, but there's something about that relationship or that person that you desire to unite back into your life. That's real. Okay, so when it is your partner, does that mean that we've somehow come together psychologically or like we're in a good place like we are yes. just connecting really deeply for people that did vote 70 percent uh who have had sex dreams about their own partner now sometimes it can just mean you're in a dry spell and your subconscious is saying hey okay but also but but more often than that it is like you said you've connected on some level maybe you had a deep intimate conversation about something or maybe you both came up with a great idea it's you know the <coughs> coming together <coughs> on some level yes. of course of course i like it that's interesting is it is, in your experience is it is it more normal for people to actually have an active, like, dreaming, like, imagination? Or is it more – because I find that when I dream, it's like if I take melatonin or if I'm sick and I take NyQuil. I have wild dreams. Do most people dream on a regular basis? And when I say dream, I mean actually remember the dream. Um, I would say more people don't remember their dreams as often mm. as they should because yeah. we do dream every single night every 90 minutes throughout the night you are having a dream wow. but most of us don't remember our dreams every morning which is a darn shame let me tell you yeah. <laughs> yeah. your dreams are so important and full of helpful information about yourself and your life you know it's so crazy i've gotten in the past year i've been woken up by my dreams and I like remember them and it does it feels like I got really helpful information um but I feel like I gas at myself and I'm like no girl it's just a dream but are you really getting signs in your dream yeah so my tagline is your dreams are messages from you to you about you in order to improve you mm-hmm. so when you're dreaming you're thinking on a very very deep introspective level but it's symbolic rather than a literal uh form of thinking which is why dreams seem weird but you are thinking about your life you're thinking about your relationships you're thinking about your career you're thinking about everything that is of concern right now and you're figuring things out you're problem solving and you're coming up with ideas which is why when we're dealing with a dilemma in real life we say well let me sleep on it we're really dreaming on it. Wow. Yeah, that's so, wow. so good. I definitely am one of those. You know, Michaela and I have talked about this. I've woken up plenty of times crying from my dreams. Mm. And, it, and I only cry when it's my grandmother. And I haven't. she oh. passed away 11 years ago. I'll wake up and I will have had like a memory with her. Like she and I spent time together in my dream. And I will wake up with tears rolling down my face. So like oh. I, I fully believe in the power of dreams um, for a number of reasons. And we are so appreciative of this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lori Quinn Loenberg. 
Well, thanks so much. And if your listeners want to find out more about me, I'm on all social media at Laurie, the Dream Expert, L-A-U-R-I, Laurie, the Dream Expert, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, we're talking about social media, and it got us uh, into a conversation heading into this break where our producer, (laughs) Vanessa, reminded us that one time she tried to sell pictures of her feet online because we had heard that other people did it and made millions of dollars. Yes. Right? And WikiFeet is and a whole really thing. they really do. Yeah, my feet are on WikiFeet. My partner showed me last year, and I was like, wait, what? People look and comment about my feet? That's weird. But you made nothing. I made zero dollars. Zero dollars. My feet were not sexy. Did you really think, like, you're going to pay off your student loans oh, by posting pictures of your feet? I was just saying, all I had to do was post my feet. I was like, I have beautiful feet. Yes. Oh, well, maybe give it another go. Nah. I'll fit, listen. I'll go and I'll do, go in this with you. I'd sell my feet on the internet if it made me a couple of grand a month. Well, maybe don't do it though if you plan on getting a new job because apparently uh, your social media posts could be ruining your career. Oh. A reputation manager is revealing the five things you should never share online if you plan on getting a job. Isn't that wild to think about the jobs? They, they scour your social media before they hire you. Um, I guess, but I was reading these back and I was like, okay, well, it depends on the job though because yes. this is twenty, almost 2023 and I feel like... Yes. This, I, these are not, these I, are not... I get paid to be a content creator, right. so some of these things do not... Like the first one, posting about, well... Posting about drunken escapades or risque content. Literally last night I posted an Insta story tipsy shopping with Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> Just but last I think night. it's fun and relatable. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be like sloshed all the time, but it's fine. People were asking me to see the sweater because apparently I mentioned the sweater in my tipsy post. Mm. I said I bought a cute sweater and people were DMing me like, can we see it? I was yeah. Like, oh God. No. Yeah. Not, not right now. Put it on Wiki Feet. All right. This one, I've always had a problem with this one. Hitting back at people who annoy you. They think it's right. Uh, it's not right. If someone's commenting rude, um, you shouldn't clap back. I I love it. Yeah. I love to clap back. I love to let them know that this is my page. The other day, oh my God, my followers and I were on a roll. This woman said, never heard of you. Keep practicing. Practicing. P-R-A-T-I-C-I-N-G. And we what does were that mean? screaming. It was just so funny to me. It was so iconic, first of all, that she said never heard of who keeps practicing. Was she being mean? Um, or supportive? She, well, then her following post was stick to being beautiful. And I was like, ma'am, that's not the insult you're giving. Oh, but she thought you think a, I'm beautiful? Yeah, she, like, I'm hearing it differently. Yeah, it's totally a compliment <laughs> to you. Like, totally. Well, that's, that's a win. So I posted it and we were cackling. I didn't clap back at her by any means. I was like, you're right, girl. And then I posted it and we were dying. I, it was just so funny to me and yeah. made for great content. Well, I got this advice years ago when I was fired from my talk show on Fox, right? After I was fired, people were tweeting and messaging because they never even addressed it on the show. I was there on Friday and gone on Monday. And that's just awkward, right? And it's just like, oh, where's the host of the show? You're not going to say anything about it. They never talked about me. My former co-hosts were still there. It was weird. And so people, and I wasn't commenting on social media because I knew I was going to write a book about it, but I would respond to people's comments with like little like winky faces or like letting them know how I felt. Yeah, right. And an executive at NBC who's a, a mentor of mine said, hey, I know you're going through it right now, but it's never a good look. This industry is fluid and you never know when you could work with some of those people. It never looks good to like to like even suggest that you had a bad work experience somewhere else. So I would just stay neutral, stay away from it um, just for your own sake. 
And I was like, that was good advice, actually, because I could have at any point probably gone off. I hear that. But I think we're living in a different world now where people can respectfully say, like, people don't want to hide things anymore. Maybe. I think that if you're going to, like, go all in, maybe, if you're on a crusade and make it a whole thing, sure. If you just are just being, like, like petty, that can still come off, I think, as petty and yeah, problematic. Yeah, some yeah, companies yeah. don't want to deal with that. Definitely. Even though they might support you, but they don't want to they don't want to hire you because you might bring that there. Yeah, well it goes right back to this conversation bad mouthing your company or your boss, coworkers, never a good look. Yep. It really isn't. I mean I think that's just a general rule in life. Like don't badmouth anybody. It makes you look bad. Well another one's interesting they say don't share your hot take on like political uh, things or like opinions oh. on celebrities. I'm like that's all we do for a living. Yeah. And and I I've generally, like, I talk about politics on the show a lot. I don't post a ton of political content on my social media, but I do post things that are, like, human rights issues, which tend to be kind of political, right, nowadays. And I've been working with Adam Schiff, our congressman here in L.A., and I've been doing social media posts for him recently. And my first one was a few weeks ago, and I was a little bit nervous. I was like, okay, this is very political. Like, this yeah. is, yeah, they're paying me well, but this is very political. Am I comfortable with this? And the first one was received so well. I did like a live and I, and a lot of people were giving me like really supportive comments. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not so bad. So this is more so for people, I think those nine to five office jobs, yeah, absolutely. whatever those are, like if that's you, um, maybe follow some of these guidelines. Yeah. If you're us, just keep doing what you're doing until they fire you. Live your life, baby. Yeah. You know what I really want? I want Balenciaga to finally own up to what they did. All right. Uh, we've been talking about Kim Kardashian getting dragged for not speaking up soon enough. Well, they're getting dragged as well. You and I were just doing some tipsy shopping after dinner last night. And we walked by Balenciaga and I said, well, I wonder if it's on sale now. Is it on sale? Mm-hmm. Nope. Still problematic. Not getting it. What's, what's the latest? What do you have for us and what's popping? Um, well, amid a fierce backlash, Balenciaga has doubled down on its stance for the controversial ad campaign that depicted kids alongside bondage-style attire and a child pornography court ruling... The Caring Own Fashion House released its uh, post yesterday afternoon. We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in the narrative uh, the luxury company wrote. And uh, they said, needless to say, they were quick to pull up the ads. They said um, it was just a wrong choice by Balenciaga combined with our failure in assessing and validating images the responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. Um, I'm sorry. I do not care about this. I will never shop Balenciaga. I didn't prior, not even because of the ridiculous prices, but I just don't think that their stuff is very good looking. Um, but you can't miss. There's no way in the world for them to miss it. I don't care what kind of response you give. It doesn't make sense. It looks like they were pushing an agenda. They also worked with this model in 2017 who had a very similar approach to this style. She got called out then. She was in all red holding two babies all in red. Mm-mm. They were pushing this weird conspiracy theory. Like, it's the fashion industry is very, like pedophilia to me I believe and I feel like they're just starting to get called out now I don't think Balenciaga is the only one but they were just stupid enough to make the ad yeah I don't know if yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know that I necessarily think they're pedophiles I think that they are though super problematic and I think really ridiculously out of touch like any anybody who works for a brand like this for long enough falls into that vacuum of thinking that normal people spend three thousand dollars on a sweater or $2,000 on shoes, or $10,000 on a handbag, or, or more, 
dollars $60,000. And I think that they're so elite and so disconnected from humanity that that they think, oh, this, this will be funny, this will be cute, this will get us attention. Well, no, it's getting you canceled right now. And they're taking a big, big, big hit, right? Yeah. And, 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 and they should be. Like, using children in this way is never okay. And, and the amount of people that had to clear for this ad to go out makes me very concerned. There's a lot of adults, a lot of grown humans who made a really bad choice. Well, this is interesting, too, because they said all the items included in this shooting were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. They turned out to be real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television drama. Um, And so who cares, even if the third party offered them the <sighs> when it has to do with children and when it has to do with fake or real child pornography like you should be doing your research and it really shouldn't even be included there's a very sick disconnect here yeah and I, I wonder i wonder because listen the bears are the bears by themselves are problematic right they're bdsm but they're like cute but kind of messed up That's and weird. like so like uh, these parents all had to sign off for their kids to be with these campaigns too Forget that there's mothers and fathers involved here as well that signed off on their kids doing this. So just that might be, you might be able to write that off and be like, it's kind of edgy. It's it's weird, but whatever. These documents, though, I wonder if somebody in the company or working on the shoot put them there on purpose to draw attention to this, to call them out and to be like, listen, this is all weird. And that was their way of kind of like getting this conversation started. Like if somebody was trying to sabotage them a bit. By putting those, because they said third party, meaning that's not Balenciaga who put those actual papers there. Yeah, they just believe somebody. Balenciaga is a billion dollar company. Do your research. I well, mean, no, I get that, but billion dollar companies outsource a lot of stuff. So of I, I, I bet somebody was probably like, "This is so problematic. I'm going to bust them, and I'm going to put these documents that are going to get photographed in these ads, and then people are going to call them out." Well, as far as the parents go of the children, they should also be. <clears throat> held accountable in every single way because that's so weird. I can never imagine having my six-year-old niece hold a BDSM bear with documents behind her. Like, it's just unsafe and it's not okay. Well, I'm saying the documents part nobody knew about. That's that's where I think somebody's trying to take them down. Yeah. Balenciaga. And, and maybe with good with good reason. Maybe they do know that there's a lot more going on there that, that, than we're aware of and they're trying to destroy them. Yeah. That's it's interesting stuff. All right. Coming up in our final hour, it's the beginning of cuffing season. How to get out of hookup culture and on to a lover. We've got it for you next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I feel like falling in love. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. Beyonce's on to something. Amen. Cuff It's one of my favorite songs from her. I love Cuff It. New album. It's hot. It's a vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect because cuffing season is officially here. Yes. You and I call it the holiday season. Yeah. We're very much in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm married. Yeah. You might as well be. Yeah. Uh, but for those who are maybe still looking for love or at least some sort of temporary quick fix, cuffing season is 
the fix. I hear that. Or is it? Uh, joining us now is a licensed marriage and family therapist based in Philadelphia, specializing in sex therapy, emotional intelligence, who she, and social justice. Please welcome to the program, Shadine Francis. Shadine, how are you? Hi, Shadine. Hi, good morning. Thought we would have a conversation about cuffing season, right? Um, what exactly is it? And and what do we need to know as we enter cuffing season? As people who maybe are in a relationship, mm-hmm. also people who might be single, uh, are there different approaches? Uh, let's start with what it actually is. Sure. So uh, cuffing season is the period of time where particularly people who are single start to look to kind of boo boo up for the fall and winter, (laughs) right? It's as things, you know, cool down, uh, we are looking to find someone to warm us up. So these are our times when we're feeling warm and cozy. You want someone to come with you to the pumpkin patch. Maybe you want to do a little Netflix and chill wrapped up in a blanket. But this is the time where people are really looking to have some kind of intimate connection that keeps them warm through the colder months. I really feel that because I love getting snuggled up with my partner. Yeah, I feel like we already the do holidays, it. holidays, <laughs> of course. But do you, can you make it a successful relationship? Or do you find that after cuffing season, people are like, I'm good, New Year's, I'm out, bye, holidays are over. <laughs> I mean, I think that there are opportunities across the board. There absolutely can be successful relationships that happen to start in the fall and winter that carry through long term. But a lot of people are not necessarily looking for that. And so I just want to make space for people to be wherever they are in that space, whether it's, you know what, that's the space that I'm in right now. And I would love to find someone who is on that same wavelength or someone who is saying, like, I actually would love at any point in time to be in a relationship. But this is a time of year where I'm especially feeling affectionate, cozy and drawn towards other people. Listen, I think I think it's fantastic. Uh, my, here's the thing, though. I've been in a relationship for 10 years, you know, and I'm so blessed. And I just got married this summer. Very, very happy. Michaela, you're in a relationship for seven or eight years now, seven and a half years. And so for us, when all of our single friends look to us and they're like, how do you guys do it? How on earth are you with somebody this long in Los Angeles and happy, right? And for us, we're like, well, we just made the choice. It's obvious. Couples like, therapy, babe. Made, yeah, therapy. We work on it. We <laughs> invest into the relationship. And then we have so many single friends who always say they want that, but then they go through the same pattern of cuffing season, then they're single, then they don't want to get serious. Dating feels like it's changed so much. Um, how how do you like transition from a mentality, if it's what you really truly want, if you do want a relationship for our listeners, how do you transition from a mentality of, this isn't going to work, it's just temporary, it is what it is, to, okay, I want to find something that's long-term? Mm-hmm. I think it starts with, actually being clear with yourself about what you want. And that sounds a lot easier than it is for so many of us. I mean, we have literally, we're having this conversation because we're noticing a cultural trend, Mm. even around how people partner and, you know, decouple, right? We've got the summer and, you know, hot girl summer and everything that's side, right? Into cuffing season. And then, you know, some people experience the turkey down break, breakups around Thanksgiving uh, for your summer flings, right? But there's there's all of these, like, trends and patterns, and, and we, we love a good trend, right? So I think it's important for folks to be really clear on, okay, am I just going with the flow? Am I following sort of these larger scripts? Or am I being really true to 
what it is I'm actually desiring here, and how do I communicate that to other people? And that that's going to be your second key. Mm. But how do I get clear on what it is that I want? Do I give myself permission to be honest? Do I just want to ride out the season with someone, or am I looking for something long-term? Mm. And then how do I let partners know? Because I think, you know, folks will often ask me, she is this right, she is this okay, she is this normal. For me, I don't make judgments about any of that as long as you are not causing yourself harm or harm to someone else. So if someone else says, you know what, like, I would love to have someone to share this big weighted blanket with me December through February. <laughs> okay, weighted blankies. Yes. Okay, weighted blankies. Right. Listen, I'm, I know a thing or two. I've been with my partner for 11 years, but I'm, I know what's in the street. Okay, okay, go on. <laughs> Listen, I feel like the most important thing that you said, and I feel like it's just a universal way, is communication and just being totally yeah. honest and whatever you're looking for, whatever you need, even if you're like, I just need a boo for Christmas to take home, and then we can see where we go afterwards. I love it. Communication is the most important. Also, I think it's... the weighted blanket thing is so... Oh, send me. Send me. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> two nights ago, my husband and I were cleaning our home, and we're like, we have way too many blankets. What are we going to do? And I'm like, can we get rid of this weighted blanket yet? He's like, absolutely not. Absolutely we use not. that. You and I use that in the wintertime. So I'm like, okay, well, you have to choose another one because we don't have room. Listen, I love the weighted blanket. <laughs> and then the weighted blanket was on my 15-pound dog, and Lisa was like, the blanket's out. The blanket is gone. Too and heavy. moving forever. <laughs> you almost killed your dog. And I was like, okay, great. Sounds Shanine, good. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, cuffing season. Tell me something good. You know, as wild as things can get here in the United States, and as much stress as we have, as we watch the Georgia Senate runoff with Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, um, and we, we're always talking about politics and this versus that and blah, 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 right? I think sometimes we take for granted how great we actually have it. Yeah. And and Americans have become soft in some ways because we are so privileged that when something doesn't go our way, we feel like we deserve better always, which can be a good thing. But sometimes we need a reminder of, of, of what others go through and how hard they're willing to work to have a fraction of what we have. And there's no better reminder of this than uh, an Instagram post featuring Yoel Diaz, uh, who is a Cuban immigrant. Uh, He's gone viral because he showed something and reacted in real time, something that we've all experienced many times in our life. His first paycheck, right? Incredible. I got my first paycheck when I was 13 years old. I worked for $2.95 an hour at a swimming pool, and I thought I was rich. I would work 60, 70-hour work weeks and make like $8. But he shows his first paycheck. He's here in the United States. He works for UPS now. And he's got tears in his eyes. He's showing, I think, his wife or somebody off camera and saying that he, she's like, look how much taxes are taken out. He's like, it's still way better than Cuba. Still better than so than, than Castro and communist Cuba. And I'm so, so, so grateful. And he like holds the check to his chest. He kisses it, holds it to his heart and is like teary eyed. And it's the most beautiful thing. Um, and just a reminder that like, we like, we can earn a living that doesn't mean we deserve it. We're not all. We're not automatically just like deserving of everything in the entire world. And we happen to be born in the United States, and with that comes a ton of privilege. Yeah. Not everybody's so lucky, and I think that it's really cool. Like this real human reaction. So There's sweet. another video. I think you said Vanessa. He went to Walmart for the yeah. first time. So all these videos are in Spanish, so that's why we don't have audio. Yeah. But yeah, he went to Walmart for the first time, and he's like, oh, "Look at all the options." Yeah. <gasps> Like, he just couldn't oh believe all God. the things. And I swear, I started crying. Yeah. I was like, how oh, is it so in Cuba? Sweet. So beautiful. Yeah.
I love that. All right, well, Nicole Kidman is doing something really sweet. Oh, I know the story. I love it. The 55-year-old Hollywood legend attended a special performance of Broadway's show The Music Man, starring Hugh Jackman. And at the end of the show, the cast auctioned off some items to benefit Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Uh, One of the hot items was Hugh Jackman's hats, which the actor had signed. The audience was stunned. When someone bid a whopping $100,000 for it, they were even more stunned when they realized the bidder was none other than Nicole Kidman herself. Obviously, it's going for a great cause. She said, I love you. I love Broadway, and I love what they do. Broadway cares, but I also want to say this show truly is extraordinary. Uh, Hugh Jackman said, I've known Nick for almost 30 years. I've worked with her. I can tell you this is not a surprise to me. She's one of the most generous souls I know. You're a beautiful person. Love you. Thank you. It's so cute. There is actually a video of this online, and people are realizing she walks down the aisle. Obsessed. And people are freaking out. They go, oh, my gosh. you have audio? Let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18. Now we're the You hear them yelling, that's Nicole Kidman. That's amazing. So they're, they're just bidding. Well, it went from 19 to 100,000. I mean, that's so exciting. It's the so largest exciting. single donation from an individual in Broadway Cares Equity Fights Age history. I love it. So pretty cool stuff. I love Nicole Kidman. But I love when you see celebrities be, that's interact. That's going to be us someday. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're 30 years friends. We're 15 years now. 16 years, you and I. Give us 15 more years. We, I believe it. Let's do it sooner. But like... That's the cool thing. Like someday we'll be able to be like, oh, we've known each other for three decades, and I'll support something you do, you support something I do. That's just how it is. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. amazing. It's amazing. Well, as always, they're just like us. Celebrities are just like us. My dad. 000. I will say, my dad sent me a photo of himself that said "Happy Kickoff Holidays." What? <laughs> my dad's so weird. What does that mean? So it just says "Happy Kickoff Holidays," which means like we're gearing into Christmas. Oh yeah. So I sent it back to him this morning. Of himself, and he thought that was pretty hilarious. Well, he's famous now. Now he's a star. Now he's been a good guy for two days, so he gets oh, to be a fun Lord. guy. Oh, The journey. Uh, the journey. All right, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in to Dr. Chris Donahue, Dealing with Grief During Holiday Time. It's something that we all experience, and he's going in tonight. We have a great show for you tomorrow and the rest of this week. We'll see you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.